Hey everyone, here's another Patreon preview. This is the final part of our Unions in the Mob, part two, ILA, part seven. Anyway, uh, we just go over the Waterfront Commission uh, and recent news on it, as well as the current president and stuff basically that has happened since 2000. So if you want the full thing, become a patron at patreon.com slash workstoppage. We really appreciate it when you support us because it's the only way that we get any funding. But if you can't afford that, jump in the Discord, message one of the admins, and we can hook you up with our series. Either way, I uh, hope you enjoy this here preview. Solidarity. One other thing that I did want to throw out here, just to be fair, uh, is, is a bit of a note on ILA members being labeled mafia associates. And I'm putting big air quotes in here when I say associates. Because that's admittedly an extremely vague designation that can encompass a really broad range of relationships. That, that's like, why the mafia uses it, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And and so because like when members are charged with being a mafia associate and that's why they like that's the charge that is given by the Waterfront Commission for why you can't hire somebody. This person can't be an ILA member. They can't work on the Port of New York because we've determined that they're a mafia associate. Now, of course, being a mafia associate can be somebody who works with mob members. Uh, th- that could certainly be a mafia associate. It can also, though be somebody who's like friends with an extent, like a second cousin of somebody who's a mobster who themselves is not in the mob. So like on the one hand, you get folks who will say, you know, they're just going after people for having Italian names. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that may be true. But then you also have people saying that to deflect from the fact that they are involved in some shady business. And mm-hmm. so it be- it becomes very murky. Yeah. I think that well in 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 you know in the defense side of that, you know, and how it could be used really as a, a catch-all by the state. I mean, that happens in uh like immigration cases too where 100%. Uh like someone's family member did a crime and so they get questioned about that family member and that can determine whether or not they get the you know uh work visas and and other sorts mm-hmm. of immigration paperwork oh my god if i tried to immigrate somewhere and the i'm i like get dragged into a little room and they put me in the little metal chair and they're like so your cousin matt <laughs> i would be like oh, i'm fucked that's it this is the end of me i'm done totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean it is one of those things you know obviously whenever we hear you know anti-italian discrimination is a meme at this point but i will say this is the one case where there may actually be some truth to that because like while i'm sure there are plenty of guys who use it cynically who are doing some shady shit and they're using the that complaint as cover I also think that, you know, when we look into the history of the Waterfront Commission and how they've used a broad brush to ban people for being labor militants, for being socialists, for being members of all sorts of different parties, that I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit if they were mm-hmm. like, that guy's named Giganti and the mob was run by a guy named Giganti, so no, blocked. And it turns out that guy's like like has never met anyone related mm-hmm. to you know the the genovese crime family or anything and they're just like nope same name fuck well them. <laughs> i mean we we know this is socialist because if you're a fucking communist or a socialist in the labor movement and they want to like smear you for shit they can just be like oh he went to a mob run deli to get a sandwich mm-hmm. a couple times like he's a mob associate and it's like yeah. i i am literally a useless trot <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's one of those things that, it, you know, it's, it's really hard to tell on an aggregate basis. And so I kind of feel like there's, in what is often a very cowardly way out, uh, I have to apply the, I think the nuanced take here is that it's both of those things are happening at the same time. It's mm-hmm. just difficult to really tell which is like more often. The, well, it's kind of like you're weighing your priorities too, because like looking at this from the outside, you're saying, okay, like to what degree should we be concerned legitimately about organized crime and in what way should we handle it? But when you go down that road, you realize that like if you just give the workers the requisite democracy and voice and power in their union, they will take care by and large, not in all cases, but by and large, they will just take care of that issue for you. Yeah. Exactly, because it's like it's not like they they want the guys who are ripping off their pension fund exactly. to stay in power. Exactly. I mean, they know the people in their union. I mean, mm-hmm. this is similar to like what we said on a recent episode, where it's like, uh, how many people did the uh, UAW have in the shops, and how many man, how many people does right. uh, Ford have in the shops? Mm-hmm. You know, Ford in this case being the government who is, uh, you know, do uh, I'm gonna do the joke doing anti-Italian discrimination, mm-hmm. uh, where and you know the UAW I guess here being the rank and file. ILA members who are who would get the fucking mobsters out. Well, and there, there's the other kind of like, I guess, uh, semantic uh, kind of game you can play that I played when I, w- I said that it was the cops who had the criminal conspiracy to incite a riot. It's like, who's the real fucking organized criminal anyway? Like, I, am I concerned <laughs> about the mafia? Like, yeah, I guess. But I'm really concerned about the fucking shipping companies. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it, especially following the big mob um cases in the 90s which really dismantled like the the biggest parts slash uh, recouped into legitimate businesses quote unquote yes of course absolutely um but it qualitatively changed the situation in, in which organized crime was operating mm-hmm. uh, around the country but especially in new york so but just to try and get into at least some of how the waterfront commission uh you know uh, portrayed the level of mob influence. Their reports from 2013 to 2020 allege continued mob influence on the docks. And actually, and it's and not a small amount either, because nearly one in five job applicants referred by the ILA, nearly 20%, were, were blocked from entering the workforce because of what the Waterfront Commission deemed, quote, prohibited organized crime ties, end quote. And like, this is the thing. I have no doubt whatsoever, and I've seen plenty of evidence from various stories that there is still some mafia influence. But, like, I'm sorry, I don't believe for one second that 20% of the people being referred to the hiring halls by the ILA are all mafia associates. Like, come the fuck on. (laughs) Also, I mean, organized crime could not necessarily even mean, like, classic mob families Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It could just be, like... Yeah, like what we were saying earlier, like a relative who has done some crimes. I mean, this is the mid to late 2010s, okay? Mm-hmm. The Sopranos done already happened. It's old <laughs> yes. news. Like, we, we, we we're are in, in the Obama era. Yeah, we're, we are in the then as farce part of mafia <laughs> relations in this country. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, you know, even the more recent history of the struggles to rid the ILA of corruption and mafia association read as more of the same. A litany of lawsuits, individual union leaders removed, and little in the way of actual change to the union structure. In a 2015 case, as part of the government's 
Operation Terminal, basically their latest version of UNIRAC or uh, the various, you know, committees like uh, that they've used to investigate the docks, uh, where they once again vowed to clean up the waterfront once and for all. I'm like, you know, how many times have I heard that one now, guys? <laughs> Nuncio Lagrasso, Secretary Treasurer of ILA Local 1478 in Newark and Vice President of the Atlantic Coast District of the ILA, was sentenced to six years after pleading guilty to bribery and money laundering. A former timekeeper at Port Newark and a Newark police officer also pled guilty as part of the scheme. Two other men, not ILA members, were convicted as part of the same investigation for loan sharking, for charging interest rates of up to 150% to ILA members who needed money, which that's, I mean, you can go back to, I think, probably the first, maybe second episode in this series, like that, has been one of the longest real forms of mafia corruption on the docks, and one of the ones that, weirdly enough, the federal government has shown the least amount of zeal in going after, which is loan sharking against the individual members of the ILA, because longshoremen having intermittent work makes them especially vulnerable to that sort of a thing. Now, of course, incomes are more steady than they were prior to the gains of some of the things in the 60s, but this is still clearly a problem and one that the government has, again, shown very little interest in really attacking as opposed to these vague uh, prosecutions of the mafia to try and help out their friends in the shipping companies. I feel like if they were to go too hard on the loan sharkers, they might have to care about other forms of uh, loan sharking, like payday loans. Right. Well, and uh, also, if they, you know, did a thorough enough investigation, you might end up with more than one police officer pleading guilty. A hundred percent. And and so, as uh, a part of this in Operation Terminal, describing the the bribery scheme that uh, Nuncio Lagrasso, the 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 member who was convicted, the like highest up ILA official con- convicted in this dragnet, uh, the New Jersey district attorney described the scheme saying, The investigation into the criminal enterprise at the New Jersey waterfront revealed that ILA members working at shipping terminals were required to make a cash tribute payment at Christmas time each year to the enterprise out of their year-end bonus each ILA member received called quote, container royalty checks, end quote. These payments were funneled into the criminal enterprise through Lagrasso. Union members were required to make the payments in order to receive higher-paying jobs, preferred shift assignments, and overtime, all as determined under the influence of the criminal enterprise. Each of the thousands of union members were required to make a payment that typically ranged from a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars, depending on the size of the container royalty check. 